Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Joining us now, the one and only Steve Urban. Uh, we had him on before, and it was so eventful. We had him on Friday. It was so eventful what happened over the weekend at the Kentucky Derby. I said, I, I, what the heck was that like? Um, wagering, set records um, across the board. Uh, 150,000 people showed up for it. I mean, it was it was off the charts. You had Minnesota horses in there. You had an 81-to-1 uh, long shot win it. And, and and it all got uh, um, uh, it, was, it was just it, it was crazy and, and it's something that's the only way to describe it that, and that and that's from where we sit right. Uh, Steve Urban joins us on the uh, John Schuster uh, Caldwell Banker hotline. Steve Steve was that as crazy a weekend as you've seen at Churchill because you've been going for a long time. Well, I think it was a little bit crazier simply because. Uh, we had uh, the two Minnesota owners, and I think that made it for us way, way different than it ever has been. So, so tell me about that because you were with them for much of it. What was it like to be with uh, uh, people that were owning horses in the Kentucky Derby? Well, you know, first of all, you get you get really sort of shook up because of, you know you're around such greatness and owners and stuff, and then you find out what they truly are like and both of these guys and 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 their wives are true minnesotans they they should be presidents of the united states that's how great a people they were how so well you know how it is when you're you're a big competition and you can, things can get away and your ego and your all the excitement they were real and that sort of reflected us to, to say, wow, what are we actually, what are we actually witnessing here? And then the race comes and wow, everything changes. Where, where, where were you during the race? Were you close to them proximity wise? Do you have, do you have a seat in an area that you sit in every year? Where, where were you at? Uh, we were on the, the uh, box seats on the first turn. So when the horses leave the gate, they got about a quarter of a mile to come down the stretch. And then they all hit the turn. And I'm going to tell you, we're not that far from that turn. You know, you can't touch them, but you can almost touch them. And as they hit the turn, you're looking for your individual horse. I was looking for Zozos on the outside. He was making a move. Uh, Zandon was sort of trapped in the middle, but probably about eight or ten lengths uh, horses off. And then they go by you quickly, and down the backside they go. And 
Then you start to pick your horse out so you can see where they're going to move. Zandon, I felt, would move towards the end. Zozos would be up in the beginning, and that's sort of how that race played out. And then, of course, when they hit the head of the stretch, when Zandon came to the outside, I thought he was winning it. I mean, I, you really did. I had my Could you see? Could you see who? I mean, do you lose track of, or can you tell who wins from where you are? Well, when I was training horses, and the way I watch horses at every race, I watch them through by binoculars. And so I always pick out. Oh, I'm down the stretch, so they're coming at me. But I can pick out the jockey silks, and I can recognize who's on the outside. Uh, when you're down the stretch, you can only way you can tell is by their hoof prints as the hoof dirt t- comes up. What dirt is going faster? And then that's the one that's in the lead. And Zandon looked like he was going to take it. And, and boy, was that exciting. You know, the, the shot they've got uh, from up top, the drone shot, whatever it was, is really incredible. And, and I mean, this is a game changer for horse racing because yeah, you watch what the jockey and the horse is doing for the entirety of the race and what they're seeing that you, you just can't see at ground level. And you've probably seen that video by now. Uh, but, but Steve, it, it is, it is a game changer for the industry because it becomes very fascinating as you watch it and you try to go, is he going to go through that? I mean, is that opening big enough? Is he going to wait? Uh, it, it, things that you already know strategically that, 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 that I don't, most people don't know. You're watching from this drone angle up top and it is a fascinating watch. You know, it's like watching football. Yeah, it is. Watching- yeah. What hole are you going to go through? Are you going to go now? You're going to wait. What are you going to do? Right. Yeah, you see a cut, and and I don't, uh, a lot of people, they go see a horse race, you know, that's pretty nice, I like that, but what they really don't understand is the quality of the equine athlete, which they saw on Derby Day, and all the horses that ran, and then also the quality of the jockey. I mean, it's, it's the combination of these two that actually make it, uh, actually make it what I would call successful. You know, we watch runners run a mile, but they don't carry anybody on their back. A racehorse carries a jockey on the back. So that combination of the hands of a jockey and the feet of a jockey and the mind of a jockey on top of these powerful racehorses, once you start realizing that, you get hooked to horse racing forever. Come to Canterbury and see it. I mean, I'm telling you, you come on, don't just look at the horses. Look at the racing, and I think Canterbury will probably install the the same kind of equipment above that we're going to be able to see those races and you're right on maxi it's a game changer when horse racing can show really how it goes on out there yeah because you realize how much the jockey's involved and the decisions that they're making oh and split decisions yep and split decisions yep yep yeah i mean think about a hole opens up and two horses are in there being between are you got the guts enough to do it does yeah. your horse have the guts enough to do it Oh, no, I don't. Okay, well, then you're back three lengths. Yep. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just crazy. Now, Steve Urban's our guest. He spent the, the weekend at, at Churchill Downs, which was, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't remember there ever being so much buzz about uh, the Kentucky Derby, even though there's always buzz as there was this year. I think I told you on Friday that I liked Rich Strike. Just I, I didn't know that it would win, but to place at least. Uh, I don't know if you acted on that at all, but that was just the gut feeling that I had. Well, you know what? I thought I'd book your ticket. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I owe you a little money, don't I? Yeah, I can't wait to see you. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Tell me this, as somebody that doesn't understand horse racing. 
how does a horse that's 81, how is it good enough to win at the Kentucky Derby? How do they not know that this horse is capable of that, so to speak? Well, I think this is a good question with this particular race. If you analyze this race, the speed up front set a pace. And anybody that's run or anything of that nature, if you run too fast, you're going to tire out. If you run too slow, you're not going to get there. And so the pace of the race was very fast in the beginning. And if you really look back on the on this race and, look, and reveal the films, at the head of the stretch, there were only about six horses that were really coming down the stretch. And... Uh, this particular horse that won. Now, here's what's interesting about this horse that won. He came from way back, and he had a slick trip, and he never had to get checked. He never got bumped. So he just weaved through, and he won the race. Uh, now, what's in, more interesting than that is this horse was claimed for $30,000. Yeah. They ran him on, the Calumet ran him on the turf the first time he ran a very bad race. So they thought, well, he's not good enough. So they put him on the dirt. Somebody claims him, but the horse won by 18 lengths that time. And then, then he's 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 raced and raced, but he it, the breeding says he needs further distance, further distance. And here it came, right there in the Kentucky Derby, going a mile and a quarter. So, so explain that again to me. So further distance, meaning he can be a great horse if you can get him to that distance because he becomes better as the race goes on. Is that is that what you're saying? Yeah, I mean, you take our sprinters, you know, our human sprinters. They'll get outrun going a mile every day. I see what you're saying. That's a good analogy. They'll get beat by the miler, but they'll be way ahead after 100. Yeah, Yeah. but the miler can never beat a sprinter at 100. Nope. And so that's that's, uh, how you see this. And here's some interesting things I'd like people to understand. This horse was bred by Calumet Farm. And if you really want to get into horse racing and look something up, go Google it. Just have some fun learning about the industry. Uh, Calumet, actually, their first Triple Crown winner was a name that we all know, Whirlaway. Yep. And and then there was Citation. Then there was a horse that didn't win the Triple Crown called Aladar. And the farm went through all kinds of things. And... uh, this horse was born on Calumet Farm by Calumet. Now, these are different owners, but the point is what a history there is in the Kentucky uh, farm of Calumet, and now they've got a, another Kentucky Derby winner. So, so w- w- when this is over and you've got the Minnesota ownership groups, are you consoling them? Or are they just so happy they were there? Are they exasperated? W- what is that like? Well, I think uh, let's take them individually. Okay, let's take Barry and Joni Butzel t- to start with. These are realist people. They race at Canterbury. They race around the country. They've got good trainers, and they bred this horse. In other words, they owned the mother. They, bred, they picked the stallion and raised the foal that was raised uh, by Bull Lane. Now, when you put that combination together, Zozos ran a really respectable race going a mile and a quarter for his first time. You will see this horse go around the country and race in a lot of major races. This horse itself has got a chance to make a million dollars yet this year. That's how good he is, even though he ran 10th. Now, let's go over to to um, 
Jeff's horse and talk about his Zandon horse. This horse ran an unbelievable race running third. Looked like he might win it. Now, they get these horses have a tendency with these good trainers to get better as they mature. So whatever Jeff decides to do and the trainer decides to do, this horse has an unbelievable future this year, even though he ran third in the Kentucky Derby. What's his shelf so life? Go, how, how long can he race? Well, you know, that's, that's a very good question because you can't really answer it. Only the horse can answer it in the trainer. I mean, remember, these are tremendously strong athletes. And, and their heart is such, they'll run right through the brick wall. That's what they're bred to do. They're bred to run. So you have to, you have to make sure you monitor them in a positive way as a physical athlete would. And then you'll see how he develops. Now, Zandon has, a, has really a different kind of a future because he's the kind of a horse that he ran third in the derby. He was right there at the end. So you're going to see him pop up in some very big races throughout the country, and it'll be up basically to the trainer. And then, and uh, Jeff, they will monitor this horse. These are, by the way, both of these people from Minnesota are tremendously experienced horse people. These people, it's not the ego that they're running. You can't believe how they feel with these horses. They're, they're, I know Jeff's got five kids, and I'll tell you what, he's really got six or seven with these racehorses. Same with Joni and them. The, the, this is what happens when you get involved in the thoroughbred business and the racing business. It's not just for the glory. It's for these athletes to give them the opportunity to be the greatest equine athlete you'll ever see. And that's, uh, that's the feeling you get. Well, but, so, so did you, did, I mean, were, were they, was there a joy about being a participant or were they incredibly disappointed they didn't do better? Oh, no, no, no. They're very realistic. Remember both of these, <laughs> they've raced horses before and lost, you know. Uh, <laughs> it's just as Andy was so, the favorite and that changes things. Yeah, well, yeah, but the, the point is, is they, they gave their best. So now they'll monitor those horses to go the best. Now, Remember, 30,000 horses are born each year. 20 get to the Kentucky Derby. Now, that's like, that's like being in the top 20. Well, Zozo's finished 10th in the, top, in the Kentucky Derby, so that would have to make him in the top 10. Now, give me, if the Gopher basketball team gets in the top 10, we're all going to feel pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what is it they say? If a coach finishes last in his conference, he gets fired. If you finish last in med school, they call you doctor. You know? <laughs> yeah. Right? Like Thank that you. One. That's another good one. I got to use that one at the comedy gallery, too, when they give me a shot. Um, yeah. uh, so, so now the rest of the Triple Crown, do they participate in both? Well, that'll be up to the uh, the trainers. Well, let me ask you this: can can they? I mean, do, do you automatically qualify based on their body of work or not? Oh yeah, both of these horses would be certainly eligible for the the preakness. Okay, so so if they want in on the preakness, they're in. Yeah, but let's let's look at the reality of this. And I, I remember I said that these are very good horse owners. These are these people know what they're doing, and they're not going to jeopardize the future of their two two good stallions just to be in the Preakness. In other words, everything has to be going right. I mean, we've seen that in football. 
basketball, when do you play a player when he's not 100% and you go out there and he doesn't do a good job? You say, oh, he's a bum now. No, he's hurt or he's not quite right. Well, that's what they'll do. They'll pick and choose according to what the horse tells them. And that's where, that's where really the experience of good horsemen come in. And that's why some of these horses turn out and make millions of dollars because they're handled properly. Okay, so, so is it when you say millions of dollars? Let's examine it. Millions of dollars of profit. Uh, is there huge costs against? What, what, what is it? Well, I think uh, let's take Zandon for example. Uh, Zandon run third in the. He wins the Bluegrass. That's a big deal. That race is a big race. Now he runs third in the Kentucky Derby. What he does down the line is going to pretty much market him to be a stallion. In other words, he may go to these, you know, like we we were at Coolmore Studs. You know, that's uh, one of the biggest breeders in the world. And when we were there, we got to see American Pharaoh, Triple Crown winner. We got yeah. to see Justify. Well, this horse has a chance, even though he can't win the Triple Crown now, has a chance to be at that kind of level of stallion. And, of course, that's when the money is really something. I mean, think about it. They breed 160. If you, anybody out there want to do the math, uh, 160 horses a year, and let's just say $100,000 breeding fee. Yeah. Just say that. Think about that, what that profit is per year for that particular Okay, and horse. that's been established. The bloodlines have been established. Yeah, and and of course it it depends on the ability of the horse and when his performance also. So the bloodlines are important, but the, and the performance is important. And you put those two together, it's uh, it, it it turns out to be something. Let's talk one second about the winner. The winner is by a horse called uh, that that stands for seventy five hundred dollars. That's his stud fee, seventy five hundred dollars at uh, Calumet and his uh, foals average 60 you could have bought you could have bought uh, a keen ice foal a yearling for about $16,000 average what do you think he'll be next year hmm. <laughs> hundreds and two hundred thousand dollars so if, if the good horsemen keep good horses all of a sudden good value comes out of all okay. of that gotcha Makes me think, though, in human terms, how much could I have made if I'd have been like a horse, you know? What do you think, a lot? Well, well you know... I'm I talking about after run. I retired and they sent me off to the, the stud farm. Well, that's why I said I've seen you run, so I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, big fella. There'll be a parting gift for you. Steve, thank you for the clarification. I'm glad you had a good time and you came home in one piece. Well, and I'll tell you what. If people liked what they saw... Come on out to Canterbury. You're going to see some fabulous athletes out there because once you get into it, you're going to see what these equine athletes can really do. Well, invite me sometime and I'll come out. All right. You're invited. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Steve. Say hi to Dorothy for us. Will do. Okay. Okay. Cheerio. Steve Urban. Cheerio.
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 